Podcasting from a sex writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. We are back for another mailbag episode. Um, and we are lying to ourselves and think we might keep this one not as long as last week. Pretty sure we're lying to ourselves. Uh, <laughs> this, this is the September 2019 mailbag episode. Questions asked uh-huh. um, by smutlancers, sex bloggers, and other sex content creators. Um, just a reminder at the top, when you have a question, you are always free to email us, DM us, talk to us on Twitter, however you would like to uh, reach out to us. There's a link in the show notes called Ask the Smutlancer. Um, you can send us your question about anything, even if it is a topic we've already talked about because questions pop up. There's always more to say about a thing. Um, and we will add it to our list and you may get the answer in a mailbag episode or we might go and it doesn't have sorry it doesn't have to be about like making money necessarily either like it can be about blogging photography anything that you think we might know something about or anything you think we might know nothing about we're prepared to tackle anything quite frankly so yeah exactly and in a big enough topic or big enough question it might be its own episode where we can really dive Mm -hmm. deep so let's get into the questions for this week. This first one is um, from, I can't remember if that name is her actual name or not, so I'm going to say her blog name, Toy for Sir. Uh, if you go to toyforsur.com, I think she's at Toy for Sir on Twitter. This was a question she asked, and I think it is something that many people who create any kind of content about sex will know a little bit about, and it's, uh, so you've taken your sexy pictures on your phone, using your phone, because why not? Many of us do. Uh, but now you're showing pictures to somebody else and oops, there's your boobs or there's your penis. What? So the question was, where do you store those pictures so that they're not on your phone and you can keep up with them? Molly, I'll let you go first as the erotic photographer. Okay. So, um, here are some thoughts around this subject. Beware the cloud. As a general rule, I would advise not to store your sexy naked shit on the cloud. Um, Not only has um, Google been known to delete accounts and delete actual stuff in your cloud, whatever, in your storage space that they deem to be inappropriate. So suddenly what you thought was safe, Google has decided they don't like. And so they delete your content on your behalf. Thanks, guys. Um, the cloud is not really that safe. The idea that the cloud is like this super safe space, it's not really, essentially what the cloud is, is somebody else's computer. 
Um, and so you're just saying, oh, here, I'm going to put my stuff on someone else's computer that I don't really know where it is or who has access to it or potentially how safe it is or who can hack it. Um, and so hence why um, some celebrities have come uh, unstuck because they, you know, their iDevice uploaded their sex video that they made. Um, and then, of course, the cloud, wherever that is, got hacked and suddenly everybody's watching their um sexy video so yeah beware beware the cloud i wouldn't put anything there that was adult content one because they might decide to delete it and two somebody else might find it and then that's probably not the best outcome for you however if we're talking about images that are not adult content or sensitive in any way then obviously the cloud is definitely an option but i certainly wouldn't have it as your only option because just like everything else it's just somebody else's computer and things go wrong and then suddenly wherever you've put it says oh sorry we accidentally deleted your account we accidentally you lost access to it and if that's the only place you've got those pictures they could be gone forever and ever on your phone my advice is create folders on your phone um it obviously it depends on your phone so you need to have a little play about um if you don't know how to do it literally google your phone um make a model and then the words how to make um image folders and somebody will have made a youtube video on how to do it um for your camera so create folders on your phone and then move stuff into appropriate folders and i know that you can also lock and password protect many folders so if you are one of those people who have produced offspring and your offspring maybe potentially fiddles about with your phone that means that you don't have to panic that they're going to look in your gallery and go wow mum what the hell is happening here um because you've moved all those images into a folder where you've put a password on it so they can't they can see that there's a folder there that's password but they can't actually see you doing whatever it is that you might be doing in your picture and or video um what else did i put upload images to a separate device so yeah really important is to store your image if these images are really precious to you um store images in more than one place because everything is potentially breakable everything nothing is safe nothing is 100 percent safe so if these are really precious images to you and this is, applies to whether they're sexy blog content or whether they're pictures of your kids that you don't want to lose don't rely on one device don't just keep them on your phone or just on your laptop or just on your desktop or just in the cloud um you're it's a huge huge risk the chances of at some point one of those places failing is fairly high so you want to have multiple things so i keep my photos obviously there's quite a lot on my phone the ones i take on my phone but they all come off there as well and go onto my desktop and then i regularly back up my desktop onto a separate hard drive so in theory as long as i've backed up my hard drive regularly i have three potential copies of those images in some form or other because in some places i may only have them as the edited image in other places i've got like the original and the edited it kind of depends where we are but there's enough there that i could retrieve them from somewhere um so yes other options are to put them onto a flash drive 
but do not assume that a flash drive is that do not have them just on a flash drive flash drives become corrupted they get damaged and suddenly you can no longer look back at the pictures that you took of sweet little johnny when he was four uh because you look you plug the flash drive in and it just says yeah no nothing here mate um so multiple 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 places please people multiple places store them in multiple places upload your phone regularly to other places beware the cloud like i think i've covered it i have a very complicated folder library system that's on my desktop that's all based around lightroom that i use to edit all my pictures but that's a whole nother subject really probably uh quite a long episode potentially um that might require graphics um yeah i think that's it and for the i agree completely as always i think i would remind you on a flash drive and any small thing because i have an external hard drive that i use uh those things can get lost too yeah. so it might still be yeah. good but you can't find it so can't find that damn yeah thing. multiple copies is always a good thing um i am the dreaded iphone user um and i have an i i know and i love it i also have a macbook and when i get my desktop next year it's gonna be a mac i have gone over to the dark side um oh my god but many iphone users already know this but it is always worth repeating because i think it's easy to forget this stuff um between if you are an uh, an apple user um between your iphone and a mac you can you or your ipad which okay sure i always kind of giggle when i see somebody taking a picture with an ipad but it's fine whatever i've seen it done um there's airdrop to get them off easily quickly um, i use that religiously for me it goes from my iphone to my uh, macbook and then um from my macbook because it doesn't have enough space to really hold all of those images i can always tell when my poor little uh, laptop is very tired and i need to clear off the little bit of space it's got because it starts running down and then i move mine over to my um, hard drive um and i keep it that simple when i have a desktop i will have the desktop backup and the hard drive backup um but i also for me i my vanilla pictures that are meaningful to me pictures of the kids pictures of me and john brownstone i'll put on the hard drive and i'll upload to google drive because they're vanilla pictures and i know they're safe um but my sexy pictures because i am not a photographer and i'll just take a quick selfie for instagram or for a blog header um i'm let personally less overprotective of those other than i don't want them to get out so i don't save those multiple places necessarily because i'm it's not for me it's not part of my art or my creativity um and so i would be not happy if they got lost but i wouldn't it would not represent a bunch of work gone down the drain if they get lost so i treat them a little bit more casually in terms of how i save them but i still save them and i uh probably have several hundred pictures on my iphone i need to clear out i do not go through as often as I should and make move those sexy pictures out of the way and so like all of us when I hand my phone over I'm like don't don't swipe don't don't swipe just just look at this one picture um but I I do try to regular swipe at your peril. right I'm like I have had my my family kind of knows what I do so I'm like oh you want to look at this be careful with this phone you don't know what you're gonna see um and they have learned the hard way I think um 
But I do also just sort of try to be in a habit of regularly cleaning through my phone and getting rid of pictures I don't want saved in my phone. Um, so I think if you just kind of get in that habit, that's a good thing too. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of our pictures need to live on our phone, even though that is convenient. We are sex blogger people. Our boobs or our genitals of some sort are probably there. Probably should be living there. Okay, so we will, that's, that is that question. We will move on to the next one. This one is from Quinn Rhodes on Queer Street is her blog. Um, when are you allowed to call yourself a smut lancer, a sex blogger, a sex story reviewer, whatever your title that you are working for? She would like to know, when are you allowed to call yourself that? Um, whenever you decide to is my really short answer. Like, seriously, um, there's no, you know, there's no exam. Um, you know, you haven't got to particularly buy a certain pin or have a certain qualification or, I mean, I would say if you have a blog and you have written something and somebody pays you money for it, then, um, you're a smart answer at that point. Um, if you have a blog and you've written a sex toy review, even if you bought that product, somebody didn't give it to you to review, but you bought it and decided to write a review for it, sex toy review, like own it. Um, be what you want to be. Say what you want to do. What else did she say? Sex blogging, sex toy, yeah, sex blogger. Like uh, you're a sex blogger when you've got a sex blog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like make a sex blog, write a post, bingo, sex blogger. Clearly there's sex bloggers who have been around for years with big followings but that doesn't mean that we're not all sex bloggers um whether you've got one whether you've literally just started your blog last week and you've written your first post or whether you're like me and been around rather a long time and you know there's a few of us who've been around rather a long time uh we're all sex bloggers absolutely and i love all of you please 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 take out of your bios and out of your mouths aspiring sex blogger smut lancer i would say maybe smut lancer aspiring if you haven't made money yet but that's what you're working towards um Mm -hmm. that okay but i would also say if you've popped up your first affiliate link on your site and you're promoting it even if you haven't gotten paid yet i'd call you a smut lancer you are actively attempting to get paid the freelance life the make money from the power of your own creative brain and self we are all aspiring none of us make money until we happen to make money so um I know that there is sort of this idea that there's like this dividing line between when you are and when you are not whatever it is you're trying to be. Um, but the moment you do it once or you start start doing it, like, you know, like I said, with the whole making money thing, if you are actively doing the things that could make you money, even if you have not gotten paid yet, you're a smut lancer. So you're not aspiring. If that sex blog is active, you're a sex blogger. If you've got an affiliate partnership, if you um, promoted a thing you made, if you're, if you've set up your Patreon, you're a smut lancer. Yeah. You're not Absolutely. rolling in the dough yet, but you are, a, none of us are, but you are, you are a smut lancer. <laughs> so stop calling yourself aspiring. Okay. If you are yeah, still thinking of starting a sex blog, yeah, call yourself aspiring. You haven't done it yet. Um, but you know, and I get why it happens and we are definitely going to do an episode on this. I know a lot of it is imposter syndrome. I Uh know that you don't think you're good enough yet. You are comparing yourself to people who've been doing it longer or have, who have achieved what some level of success that you hope to achieve for yourself. The thing you have to remember is we all start in the same place. We all start with a blank website and 
an idea of what we think we want to achieve. So I am no better or worse than the sex blogger who's just posted their first sex blog. I'm simply more experienced than that sex blogger. Yeah. That is all Absolutely. that is. So mm-hmm. stop calling yourself aspiring. I do, because I know Quinn does this, and I, I think I sometimes say use it too. I, I kind of like the idea of a baby blogger, because there is a difference between being a newer blogger versus an experienced blogger, but mm-hmm. own the thing that you're doing. You're doing it so you are it. No, you yeah. do not need anybody's permission. There is no arbitrary timeline. Um, and quite frankly, some of the people who might approach you will not necessarily know that you've only been doing it for six months as opposed to six yeah. years. So just call, let yourself be that you are. To us, you are. To outsiders looking in who don't know anything about your journey in this, you are. So to yourself, you need to be whatever it is you're trying to be. Just call, just mm-hmm. you. Here is our blanket permission. Use the freaking title. It's fine. Especially mm-hmm. Smutlancer. Y'all, I made up that word. I just made it up. It's not a real <laughs> word. It's not in the dictionary anyway. Or I get people who email me and say, is it okay if I call myself a Smutlancer? Or they worried that I've somehow like trademarked it and that they can't use it. I'm like, it's a made up word, y'all. I would like. Have you submitted to the Urban Dictionary? No, because I'm for shit like that. I like. I never think of like, stuff I like totally that. feel like it needs to be somewhere where you've submitted it somewhere where it's like attributed to you as just the original, you know, know. And that is, the origins of this word. And that is a little bit, the one thing, like if I have any like, oh, concern or uh oh, it's will, will people one day forget where the word started from? Will I get like, cause that yeah. happens to people, you know, the word is created by somebody and then it gets picked up and other people use it and people forget where it's, it started. So maybe I need to do that. But yeah, you can, you don't need my permission to use the term smut lancer. Like don't, uh, don't use the smut lancer.com. That's mine, but <laughs> call yourself a smut lancer whenever you want to. Yeah. Said from the creator of the word, the smut lancer. Okay, there we go. And our next question is really a two-parter and this we got mm-hmm. on twitter from pink gilly i'm gonna read her lovely tweet and she is wonderful i always get to see her at eroticon and it's always nice when i do um she says i struggle to stay enthusiastic about posts i have 12 in my drafts some feel ancient but i know they are worth finishing and publishing how do i keep enthusiastic and how many drafts should i have on the go what do you think molly <laughs> Oh, wow. This is quite, this has potential to be like a big old topic. Um, So I'm going to try and keep it short. How do you keep enthusiastic or how do I keep enthusiastic? Um, God, I wish I knew really. Like I wish I could had, I could give you a sentence that's like, it's this. this, Here's the magic dust um, that keeps that going. I don't really know. I just do. Maybe I'm obsessed. Um, maybe I have a problem, but I am enthusiastic. Clearly that does, um, wane sometimes, but has never really gone away. There are times when it's like harder than others. Um, for me, some of the key things to keep me going is having some structure to my week. So, having key posts that I want to make. So, you know, always obviously doing a sinful Sunday, always doing a Wicked Wednesday, always covering the kink of the week topic. It gives me those kind of like, it gives me an idea for what I'm going to write for a start. Um, and also gives me some structure and time frame of when something needs to be done. Like there's a deadline. If I want to be included in Wicked Wednesday, Rebel has created me a deadline, which is that it needs to be posted before she closes the, closes the 
link it all. Um, and so those are helpful to concentrate the mind in like, actually, I better sit down and write this now because I've only got five hours before the linky tool closes and blah, blah, blah. So those things help me, um, I think, to keep going. Um, and yeah, I think also can help with ideas as well. Drafts. Let's talk about drafts. Um, yes, I did just say giraffes. Um, <laughs> because I always think of it as... I can't... Drafts and giraffes. Always it's like, yes, let's talk about the giraffes in my blog. <laughs> I don't know how many I've currently got. Um, it goes up and down. Every now and then I go and have a look. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And I realise like I've literally written a sentence. And I'm like, this is... I don't even remember what I was thinking when I wrote this sentence. So delete that one. Um... And then others I stumble back across and go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, in in the, the ones where it's literally like I wrote four words and now I don't even remember what they mean anymore, totally delete those. Like, that's fine. Delete that because you were like, I don't know, it was two in the morning and you woke up and you put some words there and now you're like, I literally wrote nonsense nobody knows what this means um they can go but anything else like oh my god so i saw somebody the other day talking about they were deleted they look back and they deleted all their drafts it like made me anxious for them i was like oh my god don't do that don't do that like that's shit you made like that's precious content whether you ever post it or not like don't delete it because then fuck wow it's gone forever and maybe in there maybe there was a golden nugget of an idea and you just blew it away because you literally because you wrote it a year ago or 18 months ago and you've decided that that was too long and you can't be bothered with it i was like <gasps> nearly hyperventilating on these people's part because i'm like oh my god don't do that like you freak me the fuck out um keep them so there i swear there's a golden nugget of something in one of them how many drafts like that's up to you uh, like whatever i mean i go back to them if you still aren't feeling the love for them resave it move on come back to it again in a few months maybe it will inspire you maybe it will remember what it was you were trying to say maybe it won't who knows but if you delete it it's fucking gone forever and that's the end of it so yeah that i think that like as i said we could do like a kind of whole topic about a whole fucking episode about this but go on kayla do me so um as for staying enthusiastic i think it's kind of uh, a, a funny time to get this question because I have not been as enthusiastic as I normally am and the thing that has kept me going has been the schedule um, mm-hmm. so and even then I have fudged the time a little bit so my normal <laughs> schedule is every fucking Monday there's a blog post for masturbation Monday that's what I do it's like it's that what right it's my sinful Sunday right, right. And the past couple weeks, I've allowed myself to wait till Tuesday as long as I get it done. In my head, I tell myself as long as I get it done before the link closes. But I'm also the owner of the link up, so I add it any damn time I want. Um, but so it is the schedule. So uh, I create lots of different types of content, not just blog posts. So I have lots of different schedules. You know, every Wednesday, John Brownstone and I record a live stream. Um, that's how we record the podcast episode and create a video. And then at the same time, right after that, we record a separate video and I sit and record, you know, Molly and I schedule time and, and make time 
and plan like a three hour block to record uh, podcasts and then I have to set time for myself to do it. And having that schedule is what keeps me going even when I am not feeling enthusiastic. So yes to schedules. Um, I think, and I, I hesitate to say this because there's going to be somebody who's like, oh, Kayla Lord said I could just like stop doing this. Um, but sometimes when you lack enthusiasm, um, it's because you're tired. It's because you're maybe burned out. It's because you need a, a break. I saw a silly little meme the other day that said something kind of profound to me that said, when you are tired that's not a sign to quit it's a sign to take a break to rest so um the schedule will always keep me going i'm not gonna i I have actually flirted with the idea of missing uh, masturbation monday in a week and then it almost almost broke out into hives so i don't think that's gonna happen um but i have cut myself some slack good because i've been sending you messages (laughs) going have you like is there something broken hello (laughs) Do we need to reboot you? Like, what is happening? And quite frankly, yes, that's probably what needs to happen. Um, But I do think you can cut yourself some slack. So if you have a schedule that works for you and there are things that are meaningful to you that you want to make sure you're a part of, whether you own the meme or you're just, you know, a part of it and you get something out of it, um, I think it's important to try to keep those schedules as much as you can. But I also think we have to remember that... um, the enthusiasm is not 100%. Uh, sometimes it's worth pushing through and working anyway, and sometimes it's worth going, you know what? I can take a break today. It's it's okay. It is truly okay. While the work we do, the writing, and the content we create is important to us, it's meaningful to the people who find it. Also, this is not uh, rocket science or brain surgery. Um, nobody dies if you don't publish a blog post today. That is a slippery slope. I'm trying to be very careful about saying this because some people will go, I didn't publish a blog post today, so I don't have to publish one tomorrow. And then next thing they know, they're three months gone and they haven't published a blog post and they're not happy with themselves over it and they feel guilty. If you know you're the type of person to do that, then you have to give yourself a cutoff and say, okay, I'm gonna take a break for this day or this week and then I'm, I'm definitely coming back. Um, but there is something to be said for slowing down a little bit. Um, But I think that's more when you notice that you're exhausted and tired and maybe a little burned out. Um, I think if we all depend on enthusiasm to keep us going, none of us would write because there comes a point when even the things you love require effort and they are work. It is work to get through it. It is, um, there's mental uh, exhaustion. There's the physical aspect of sitting still and creating the thing. And so, it is not always a, woo, I'm really excited to be doing this. It's a, oh, I, I, this is important to me. And so therefore I'm going to do it, but I'm in no way enthusiastic about it. Um, so I, I think to also, I would say, be careful about that. If you are always, if you only want to create when you're really, really excited to create, you will not create uh, very often. <laughs> there are many days I'm like, I have nothing to say, but the schedule matters right. to me. The goals that I have matter to me and so therefore I will sit down and I will do it um, and it has taken me several years to learn the difference between I'm exhausted and I'm on the edge of just burnout and I better take it it's better to take a day or a week off and come back stronger versus the I just kind of don't want to do this and, oh this isn't fun and exciting right now and push through anyway and work and it's a delicate balance um as for drafts, I talked about this actually at Eroticon. I was on um, 
the Anxious Writers Club panel, and we got to the conversation about... You can buy a t-shirt, by the way, an Anxious Writers Club t-shirt from eroticon.co if you would like an Anxious Writers Club t-shirt. And we will... Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Always be marketing. Always be marketing. Um, And so... (laughs) um, uh, in that conversation, I can't remember if it was part of the discussion or somebody asked it later, but the conversation came up about drafts and how many. And for me, it actually taps into my anxiety to have too many drafts. That's like work that needs to be done. That is a to-do list staring at me with accusation in its eyes. What are you doing? So I actually try not to have drafts. If I have something that is a draft, it is because either I started it and I'm waiting on a piece of something to finish it. Case in point, the Loving BDSM podcast. Every week on Thursday morning, I make the show notes page, but I have to wait for John Brownstone to edit the audio so I can upload the audio later. So that is a draft that will sit there for less than 12 hours, and I can handle that. Um, I will sometimes have drafts for future dated things that I know I'm going to come back and write, um, and I'm putting it there so it's like a placeholder and I see it because it's like a to-do list to me. I do have a few things that are drafts because they were published. I wanted to take them down. I did not want to permanently delete them. I hate that it is a broken link because it's a draft, but I didn't want it to necessarily go away and I'm either deciding what to do with it um, or I'm going to go back at some point and, and edit it and make it live again, but it's not so important to me. It's not a big blog post that got a lot of traffic. I'll let that sit as draft. I know what that is. It was an intentional thing. Starting something and then letting it sit as draft for whatever reason, that makes me anxious. So uh, in the conversation that I saw recently about things in draft folders um, and the, another question about, you know, do you just chuck it after you've written it? Do you just give up on it? Um, somebody else said something that I was like, preach it okay word i'm gonna show my age their word um and it was the i don't have time to create content that i'm not going to use and that is that was a mood right there i was like you're damn straight so if i spend the time to create the content like i it's not a sentence where it was just a thought i was trying to capture it's not an outline that i know i'm going to come back to which i've done both of those before but it is something that i wrote and then for whatever reason might be compelled to hit draft save draft no, I do not have time in my content creating life to create content I'm not going to use. So if I take the time to sit down and create it and write it, and I even if it's not fully fleshed out yet or it's imperfect, my philosophy is, and not everybody will agree with this, is I'm hitting publish or I'm scheduling it to uh-huh. go out because I'm not waiting for content to be perfect. If I waited for things to be perfect, I'd publish nothing. Um, and for some content so all of my all the content i create has to be meaningful to me on some level i have to believe in it i have to really want to say it or i i has to serve a greater purpose you know for all the informational sites smutlands or loving bdsm i don't have to be like emotionally invested in what i've written but i it has to serve a purpose um Mm -hmm. if it checks one of those boxes it's going live. I can fix it later. I can have a deeper conversation in the comments. I can come back and write a new post on top, you know, to further Mm -hmm. expand on this idea later. Um, But once I've put the time and energy into something, I'm hitting publish or I'm scheduling it to go live. Um, And so that is how I handle the draft thing. Is there a number? There's no number that you should or should not have. It is whatever number 
just shy of the moment when you are a stressed out mess about your draft folder. If for you, if you're like me Mm -hmm. and that's one draft blog post is one too many, cool. If you can look at it and go, I got 50 drafts, okay, and it it doesn't even phase you, then that's that's the number for you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think my bigger caution would be uh, if you invest the time and effort to get some ideas out, uh, don't let those waste away and die. I'm with you totally, Molly. Please do not delete them. Um, you can always change it. It's not permanent. You can go in and edit it, even if it's not how you would say something. Or maybe it's on a topic and you've changed your mind on that topic. Yeah. That's what the edit function is for. Go in and and say, you know, I used to think this and now I think that and here's why. Um, but that's mm-hmm. a lot of effort and energy you've put into something to then do nothing with. And so then my question, which is not like my best self, my kindest self, it's my bitchy self, would, would say, well, what the fuck was the point? <laughs> like, why did you do that? Some people would say it's the practice was enough for them. That's cool, that's cool, that's not enough for me. Okay, if I make it, it's going out into the world in some form or fashion. Um, so yeah, the number of drafts is whatever your personal threshold is. My threshold is, uh, uh, one at a time and only if I know exactly why it's a draft like it's a work in progress I got to come back to it for a reason I'm waiting on something I need a piece of content I have to go find the resource to explain like very specific reasons for me to make something draft because mm, it makes me anxious nope 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 that's work left undone and I can't I can't <laughs> handle it. I got enough work left undone to be doing it to myself um Right. And the other thing I would say, and we talked about this at that panel at Eroticon, and that is um, when you are struggling to find what you want to write about and you're like, oh, I want to publish something, mm, but nothing's coming to me. If you are the type of person who has a drafts folder and you've got things in there, that's where you go and you find yeah. something. And yeah. because creating content is a form of work, especially if you are somebody who wants to be a smut lancer, there are going to be times you're going to have to do the work and you're not feeling it and you're not excited about uh-huh. the work you're doing. This is oh, this yeah. is great practice for that. <laughs> I assure you, we between us, we have written shit that we're like, fuck, I do not care about this fucking topic. But you know what I care about? I care about the paycheck at the end of this. And I like money, yeah. so I will make myself do this. Um, that is a skill like any other. You get better with it and better at doing it over time. Uh, this mm-hmm. Consider this practice you know, learn how to write something that you are not emotionally invested in and see what happens with it and put it out there into the world. There are some things that I thought I had written a bunch of crap. It was just real slapdash. I put it together. I didn't put much thought into it. I certainly didn't put my heart and soul into it. I went back to try and make sure it was technically right. And I put it out there in the world and people liked it. And it resonated with some people. You you can't predict that. You can never know what will hit and touch people and what won't. So, right, yeah. Use your, don't worry about the number of drafts unless it makes you anxious and use your drafts to create, get good at the work part of creating content. And please don't put that much time and energy into something and then let it go to waste and not use it in some way. Like, oh, my little productive heart is just cringing (laughs) all that time. Right. So a couple of things I just wanted to come back to because of things you said. So drafts, I do have some. They are not, as you said, like if I've written a piece and it's pretty much done, like that goes live. Like I don't sit on anything unless I've like literally been organized enough where I wrote, I don't know, on Sunday, my Wicked Wednesday. 
it obviously then is ready and scheduled and will go out on Tuesday in that situation. Um, but apart from that, usually I literally write and publish. That's pretty much how I operate. So I. Um, but there are definitely things where I've started writing something and then gone, actually, I don't know whether I'm writing the right thing here or I've drifted off halfway through or I'm like, actually, I don't even know what, I'm, what point I was trying to make. I'm starting again. Starting again. Suddenly I realise what I am trying to say. Start again. I keep that original bit that I wrote and that then lingers in my drafts folder and then I might go back and go, what was this thing I was blubbling on about? Oh, yeah, it was that. Oh, now I know what I was trying to say. I'll go back and finish it. So, like, there's nothing in my drafts folder that's finished. Like, if something is finished, it's out there. Um, And just a note on schedule, like, I would say... If you're serious about, if you want to kind of do, not even, doesn't matter whether you want to be smart lancer or not. If you're doing a blog and you want to have some kind of regularity to it, then you have to set yourself some basic goals. And for me, my basic goal, as far as my main blog is concerned, is the absolute minimum, like the world will end if I don't do is twice a week and so that means I always post a sinful Sunday and I always post a wicked Wednesday they're like the bare minimum so if I'm sick or on holiday or whatever those still happen you know what there would have to be I don't know it's the it's the end times if that's if that doesn't happen um and then anything else on top of that I see as a bonus really as bonus content oh okay kink of the week I always do the kink of the week topic but it's a bit more open because that's over a two-week period. So I don't have a set day for that. So in a two-week period, I always do Sinful Sunday, Wiki Wednesday, and Kink of the Week. And then, like, I'll sometimes do Masturbation Monday fairly regularly. I do Masturbation Monday. Um, And then there's, like, other memes, or I just want to put out something myself for whatever reason. Um, But, yes, have, like, set yourself a goal. Say, you know what, for the next three months... I am going to post a Wicked Wednesday or a Masturbation Monday or a Kink of the Week or whatever, or I am going to post a blog every day on a Friday for the next six weeks. Like, set yourself that goal. Can you stick to it? Do you enjoy it? What do you, do you know, da-da-da. After six weeks, you can go back and look and go, you know what, it doesn't work. Friday was a stupid day to pick. Like, it's a bad day for my week. That was a stupid day to pick. I'm going to change it to Saturday or Tuesday or whatever so then go back reassess your goal does it work for you did you achieve it yes no build on that build on that but have some really basic like rules for yourself it always has to happen on that day or we're fucking end times um it just keeps you going like I think it makes you be like it you disciplining yourself to some extent, you have to discipline yourself. You're either doing it or exactly. you're not. Exactly. And it's it's a habit. You are forming a habit. And habits take a long time to form. They are easier when you're excited about them, of course. But it's a matter of also learning, hey, is this important enough to me that I can keep pushing through even when there are things conspiring against me? Like, of course, uh-huh. if your entire personal life blows up for any reason, the blog might have to wait a few days. That happens. But wait, am I saying I can't blog at all today because I had an annoying phone call today? Am I letting little things like that get in the way? Okay, why is that? Is it imposter syndrome? Is it that I haven't formed the habit yet? Is it like Molly said, this was just the, this was a bad day to pick. I need to pick another day. So it is all a process. And if these things bother you, they are 
the, everything we do as bloggers, as content creators, as smut lancers, is essentially under our own power and control. That's the point of doing it. We own the content, yeah. we own the schedule. The only time you have less flexibility with that is once you agree to what a client wants, then there's a mutual decision of what's the schedule, what's the timeline. But again, it is still under your own control, which means if something's not working, you're not blogging as much as you want to, or things are getting in your uh -huh. way, that is also under your control to change. You have to be willing to change it. You have to be willing to do something different. And you have to be willing to be uncomfortable while you're forming that habit. And you have to be willing to go, ooh, this isn't what I thought it would be, and maybe I change, or maybe I give myself a little bit more time to adjust to it. Um, yeah, I, I used to think, for me, if I wasn't blogging three to five times a week, up to seven, I was failing. I have gotten over that. I have calmed the fuck down. Um, right now, because of the sheer number of websites I run, every single site needs a minimum of one post a week. If I'm not doing that, then if I'm not on vacation or hiatus, then some it's the end time, something is wrong. Everything gets one post a week. Um, if I do more than that, it's gravy, it's great, it's golden, but I know I can sustain one post a week and do all the other things I wanna do and that's okay. There's, you don't need to be competing with anybody else. What works for you? One post a week, one day a week, scheduling in advance, uh, using your drafts, writing things as drafts, saving as drafts, knowing you'll come back to it later. That's legitimate. Just decide what you want to do and then go figure out how you're going to do it, you know, and, and make mm -hmm. it happen for yourself. There's, there's no rule book. There's no grand inquisitor who's going to decide that you've done it correctly or not. Like there's none of that. It is all under our own uh -huh. power and our own self-discipline and our willingness to work, whether we're feeling enthusiastic or not that it's about what what we're doing and what we're willing to do right. right and and now the mom and grandma of sex blogging have lectured you uh and so i'm hopefully that means you want to go uh uh go out there and uh, create content uh we didn't make anybody cry um okay so those are our questions for the week is there anything else you would like to add that has come to mind in all our ramblings all these hours that we've been recording <laughs> no no i did actually write some little notes down more about pictures on your blogs and stuff but i feel like that's like as we've discussed it's gonna we're gonna cover that in some other sessions in some other episodes yes um so yeah just some thoughts i had about that but yeah no not not really um yeah ask us questions like we love the questions we do it, it helps me know i know and i'm sure molly you feel the same way it helps us know what the hell is yeah. on your mind because we know what we're thinking about but we have our own goals and our own worries and our own the place we're at as bloggers and creators and that's not going to be yeah. where you're at so asking your questions lets us know what you want to know and hopefully we provide some level of insight that you couldn't get anywhere else um two things to know you can always 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 ask us a question at any point during the month like i said at the top not just when we're begging for your questions on the internet um and the other thing is if you want almost immediate because nobody's like immediate but really fast answers to your questions consider joining us at the smut lancers community on patreon we have a special slack channel 
just mm -hmm. for uh, community members. And not only do the questions get um, answered much more quickly, you get more than just us, you get the benefit of the entire community. So if somebody's had an experience or figured out a method that works for them, you're getting uh, the benefit of that collective knowledge. And then it, the conversations always kind of go deeper, like one question leads to another and there's always somebody else who goes, oh yeah, I was wondering that too. So you can get access to the Slack channel for as little as $5 a month, of course, if you go higher, you get more. But that is, I think, probably the most active perk we've got. I think people are benefiting from it. So you can always ask us questions for free. We will answer them in mailbag episodes or for more immediate direct responses. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the smutlancers. All, all those links are all in the show notes, y'all. So, okay, that is it for us for another mailbag episode. Yeah. Wow. We actually did keep this one shorter than last, than last one or... That's good. We can't be long all the time. I don't know. You're talking to somebody who. Sometimes you go. Sometimes you go go for a quickie, baby. Oh, I know. I'm always. I'm the greedy one who's like, you I know. want more. Now that I got the quickie. Now that we got the. No, like skirt up, pants down, over the kitchen table, bang it in. And then I'm gonna follow you around. Go, but I want more. But no more seconds, please. <laughs> Thirds. <laughs> Is it, can we, is it time for dessert? How many desserts do we get? I want more of this. I'm the greedy girl who's like, oh, I liked that. Let's do that again. And then again. Oh, you don't have anything else you need to do. Let's keep doing that. And um, <laughs> anybody who's ever listened to any of my podcasts knows that that's how I handle podcast recordings too. <laughs> okay, y'all, we're oh out of here. God. All innuendos aside, we'll be back with more innuendos in a couple of weeks. Don't mind us. Uh, thank you for listening and yeah, send us your questions. We love questions. We've got thoughts. You've got questions. That's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.